Dude, what the fuck? Guys, welcome to the Messed Up at Midnight podcast. I am your host, Max Steele. And as always, I am joined by Michael Flaherty. Guys, I got nothing. I This movie we are covering today... I don't I don't even know what to say. I'm not like it broke me, but not in like a bad way. I am just so confused as to what just happened. Mike, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing fine. Uh listeners, we watched Zardoz, the the hit 1974 sci-fi fantasy movie starring one Sean Connery. And I am, I gotta say, Max, I'm in a silly mood. I'm in a silly get confused mood. After, after what just fucking transpired across the, 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 the screen, I don't know, man. I, I'd, I'm at a loss. <laughs> yeah, I, this movie, let me, let me just kind of describe to you. So, I'm gonna, here's what Zardoz is about, and then I'm gonna tell you what I wrote immediately after I watched this movie. So, Today we're talking about the 1974 sci-fi epic Zardoz, and it's about Sean Connery in a post-apocalyptic world who worships a god, Zardoz, who sneaks into the world of the Vortex where the Eternals, a group of immortals, live, and then shenanigans ensue. Now, I want to read what I wrote specifically after this movie, and I I think it sums sums up the experience kind of well. So I'm writing this part as soon as I got done with watching it. I don't know if I'd call Zardoz a movie, more so an experience, but not an experience in the sense of like watching a, a Sorsese or a Tarantino movie or, or watching a really, really bad movie, like how Bucky Larson is an experience. I liken Zardoz to a sense of lost time. Like, I know I watched a movie, but I couldn't tell you exactly beat for beat what happened. And then suddenly two hours have passed, and I'm confused. I seem to remember flashes of a flying statue head, Sean Connery in a Speedo, immortal beings, the nature of all things living, orgies, philosophical reasoning, the male erection, guns, and the innate nature and problems of being an immortal being. Does that sum it up well, Mike? I feel like it's you did your best with summing it up. It's again, listeners. I'm a hundred percent with my co-host here. Uh, Summing up Zardoz is an impossible task. It's like it's like trying to sum up the universe in three sentences. You're kind of like, there's so much I gotta cover that I don't really think I can in in just this short amount of time. Zardoz is. It's it involves Sean Connery. It involves penises, lots of penises. It involves cheeks getting clapped. Uh, Sean Connery fighting against a diamond. Um, <laughs> it's and it's just whoa, and just just people clapping cheeks in the middle of the middle of the meadows. You know, people just getting down and dirty. Zardoz is what happens. When you are way, way too overly ambitious, it's like you have these big ideas of like a grand story, but you only have like 90 minutes to do it and a budget of like a million dollars. You're like, I'm going to I'm going to put everything that was in my original idea on the screen. Come hell or high water. Damn it. 
<laughs> exactly, exactly. For better and a whole hell of a lot worse. It's, you know, it's the classic film thing where it's just remove things that are superfluous. But the guy who made fucking Zardoz did not remove a single thing. And if this man removed things, I want to see the director's cut of Zardoz. Because Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Listen, if we were watching the director's cut of this movie with like everything explained and well fleshed out, we would still be watching this movie even though like you and I watched it this past weekend. (laughs) It's exactly, exactly. This is, that would easily turn into like one of those Zack Snyder movies, but doubled, like on crack. Like it would easily be a six and a half hour movie. Well, speaking of the director, uh, John Borman, uh, he's he's a man. He is the individual responsible for this wonderfully like, weird and wild movie. I love that you didn't call him the auteur or he's the man behind Zardoz. You're like he's responsible for this. Like <laughs> he's responsible for for what he did and what he well, did was make Zardoz. He, John Borman knows what he did. <laughs> you know what you did, John. You fucking sick bastard. But I can tell you what else that he did. A little movie about, you know, a few years before uh, Zardoz called Deliverance. <laughs> he did. No, he didn't. He yes, went he from, did. He went from hillbillies in North Georgia to Z- Zardoz to, and he to wanted, stone and he wanted, statue heads and cheek clapping. And do, this is probably like the weirdest back-to-back filmography that I think I've ever seen. Because he went from Deliverance to Zardoz to... Exorcist 2, The Heretic, and then Excalibur. Oh my god, this dude This dude had one movie in the chamber and then tried to follow it up and it was just, it just went down, down, down. Like, oh my god, he went from, he went from Deliverance, which is a fantastic movie, highly recommended, uh, to Zardoz, which I'm like, if I was high out of my fucking gourd. I would pretend that I understand. And then the heretic exorcist two, the one that killed the exorcist franchise. Oh God. Oh God. (laughs) And he almost directed an adaptation of Lord of the Rings, but it fell through. So instead he made Zardoz. (laughs) Oh Lord. Wait, really? Is that actually the lore behind Zardoz? Is he wanted a Lord of the Rings thing, but they were like, you're a little weird. So he's like, okay, fine. I'll make space Lord of the Rings with way more sex and Sean Connery in a speedo. (laughs) Well, it almost wasn't Sean Connery, actually. We almost had Burt Reynolds cast in the role of uh, Sean Connery. I I want to let you know how unsurprising that is. I'm going to tell you right now how unfucking surprising the fact that Burt Reynolds was almost in this. The you you do not listeners. I want you to type in Zardoz. Click click images in your Google search and look at Sean Connery in a bright red speedo and ponytail. Do not tell me that yeah, Burt could Burt Reynolds would 100 percent be perfect for this. Why does that image? feel so universal it's like oh yeah. everyone 
has seen that like everyone I showed that image to, they're like, this feels it's like the what is it? The 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 back rooms, like an uncanny yeah. valley. Like you're like, I've seen this before. It's it's lim- it's a it's a li- <laughs> instead of a liminal space, it's a liminal person. You're like it's it's just the Mandela effect, but with a photo. You're, you're like, ooh, it's that kind of rings a bell. <laughs> this is what greets you in back rooms level ninety nine. <laughs> exactly. It's, this it's just my god. I would rather go back to level one with the fucking horrors of horrible monsters and screaming <laughs> than be in a in a back rooms with Sean Connery and a speedo. <laughs> well, dude. I guess the roles just kind of dried up for Sean Connery because, like, he he wasn't really getting a whole lot of lead roles by the time Zardoz came around because, you know, he did Diamonds Are Forever and, you know, he was a little bit desperate. So I guess he was like, eh, fuck it, I'll put on a Speedo and run around in the Irish wilderness. <laughs> it's, I, I, again, I guess you can, you take what you can get. And if it's the guy who did Deliverance and you're, you're kind of like, all right, he's got a lot of goodwill riding on him. Like, yeah, sure. Why not? It's, come on, it's the guy who did Deliverance. He probably knows what he's doing. And then he misplaced that faith by thinking the guy knew what he was doing because he was pulling shit out of his ass half the time, I feel like. Well, Mike, man, let's just get to the ever most important question that we have here on the Messed Up at Midnight podcast. And I am so terrified and excited to know your answer to the question. If Zardoz was a drink, what would it be and why? Okay, y'all, to be honest with you. So what is going to be? I tried to make it more weird than gross. I tried to make it more weird than gross. One that makes you go, what the, what the fuck? Rather than, oh, that's kind of nasty. Or, oh, that sounds good. <laughs> so, all right, everybody. What is the liquor that best embodies this movie? Is it tequila? Nope, it's not too silly and raucous and high octane. Is it gin? Jesus, no, it's not that developed. Is it scotch? Holy Christ, no, it's not that developed. <laughs> God damn, what are we kidding ourselves? You know what it is? Zardoz is unhinged. Zardoz is uncontainable. Zardoz is a force of nature that grabs you by the scruff of your neck or your nuts and drags you throughout its experience. You know who else has that force? Nicholas fucking Cage. The man himself. So Zardoz, grab for the vibe of this movie, get two ounces of absinthe. Pour that shit in. It's And you want the strong stuff. Next, we have our leading man, Sean Connery. Does he fit in? Hell no, he doesn't. He is he was he he is known for being debonair James Bond. So him being a a mute stud in a speedo who's supposed to be the hottest slice of ass in the entire galaxy. Get a get an ounce of Laphroaig single malt scotch. Does it fit with the absinthe? No, it doesn't. Is it weird? Yes, it is. All right, moving on. We have the beautiful countryside, the Irish countryside. No, it's not your classic apocalypse where everything's brown. And no, it's not space where everything's blue. It's just green. It's green and summery and whimsical. Grab half an ounce of lemon juice. Pour that in. Next, it's it's a sci-fi movie. It's got a lot of weird scenes that make you stop and go, what? 
It's got so many scenes that makes everyone, me, my girlfriend, Max, his girlfriend, stop and go, what the actual fuck is going on? So get half an ounce of blue curacao, because that's blue, and it it's confusing relative to this drink. Finally, this movie has a weird bubbliness to it. Not in, like, the fun kid sense, but in the, like, wow, this is weirdly energetic, and I don't know how to feel about it. So grab your co- concoction right now, put it in a soda stream, and make it fizzy. So fizzy that it is, you're kind of wondering if the bottle's going to explode. <laughs> All right, now we got that done. Put Pop Rocks in it. Have your friend slap you and chug it. That's Zardoz. <laughs> you know, it's... <laughs> I agree with you on a lot of what you said, uh, but you also you, what's something you said at the beginning of your drink, I think really sums up this movie. It's that you didn't want to make something good. You didn't want to make something bad. You just want to make something that's just weird. Zardoz, like I'll get into this later, but it's not a good movie. It's not a bad movie. It's just an experience. I don't know if it's good. I don't know if it's bad. It just is. And Mike, I think your cocktail other, apart from getting slapped, because who the fuck likes that? <laughs> I think it kind of. I think it, I think it hits it. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate it. It's it's weird. So with my drink, yes, this is a weird sci-fi experience, and much like Mike, like I feel like I can't go bit by bit with everything that's in this movie and be like, this part of the the this race of immortal beings is this for the. Co-. I can't do that. So I'll just be looking at this movie kind of broadly. And I'm 100% with Mike because this movie is 100% absinthe. Like, I can see, like, if this movie was to be remade or, like, in an alternate timeline, I can 100% see Nick Cage wearing the Speedo and thigh-high boots. So let's add in an ounce of absinthe and a sugar cube in it, too. Why not? Next. Much like Mike, I think this movie feels very fizzy. Like if I was drinking it and it came out flat, like I would be upset with myself. So go grab some, some like a like a club soda or sparkling water, unflavored, and pour in five ounces. Next, go grab some herbs: sage, rosemary, mint, basil, cilantro, dill, and parsley, all into another glass. Add some simple syrup, squirt in a fresh lime into your glass, muddle it, muddle it all up. Then add a lit and then add that concentration into your absinthe sparkling water. Next, shave off the zest of an orange, a grapefruit, and a pomelo into the drink. And finally, for the memes, add in your one ounce of melon liqueur because this this drink, this movie, it just needs melon liqueur. I don't think I can explain it, but Mike, do I think you might agree with me. Mm-hmm. I understand where you're coming from. I understand. It's it's explaining anything with the thought process relating to this movie is going to be so difficult, but I understand. I understand. You need the melon liqueur. Because it feels like a very green movie, too. It is. Oh, my God. It's green. Holy crap. Yeah. It, when it's not green, it's chrome. And when it's not chrome, it just seems like somebody smudged Vaseline on the lens a little bit too much. It's it's, it's a little blurry. But no, man, that is a freaking drink. That is 
absinthe, sparkling water, too many herbs, lime juice, too too much zest, and then just freaking yeah, man, damn. Yours, I feel like yours is the visual stimuli half of Zardoz. Well, I also feel that like the all the herbs and the zest. That's like the amount of shit that like the people are trying to cram into this movie. They're like, yes. okay, some immortal yeah. beings. Okay, people who are just want to fuck. Uh, the male erection. Uh, quoting Nietzsche. Fuck, we're just gonna just put every. It's like the. It's like they wrote the first draft of a script and like just kept everything in there and was like, fuck it, we're rolling with it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. They just. They just had the first draft of the script and went, we're not going to change anything. This is perfect. You did it again. (laughs) All right, guys, we'll go grab your absinthe, uh, sit back and just prepare yourself because we're going to be talking about Zardoz. So before me and Mike started recording, you know, we got this new format going. We're going to be talking positives, negatives, and give our overall thoughts and then get right into spoilers. I don't know if we can consciously call these things positives or negatives because they just are. So I'm going to (laughs) start off by saying what the fuck. And I will certainly remember the way that this movie made me feel as a positive, I think. Yeah, no, I'm 100% with you. This is, I think this is, this is absolutely, see, I tried to do a pros and cons sort of thing with me. And uh, yeah, my pro and con, first and foremost, is what the fuck? Because I would tell you this right now, listeners and Max, I had to stop. Normally, I don't stop the movie. I usually try and like drink it in and I only rewind occasionally. I don't try. I try not to pause and walk away. I had to pause several times so I could put my head in my hands and say, what the fuck? fuck is happening and then subsequently grab the remote and click play again because oh my god you go through the ringer so much in this movie there is so much random off the wall shit and it's nothing sane it's nothing like hinged that follows the plot it's like how do you guys feel about people just clapping cheeks in the middle of the street you guys like that you're like i didn't expect that at all and they're like I bet you fucking didn't, asshole. How do you feel about a bunch of studs breaking through the wall? And you're like, what? What's a stud? What's this wall that we're talking about? What? <laughs> it's, it just brings crazy shit to the to, to the table. Dude, I call we don't talk before we record these episodes about the movie. I mm-hmm. had to call him when it was done, and I was like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> and you know, the the thing about this movie too is Like, when you're, like, five minutes in, like, you're with it. Like, I saw the first five minutes, and I was like, okay, I know what this movie's gonna be. I get it. I understand. Flying statue head. One of the quotes that this movie is known for is, the gun is good and the penis is evil, which is just so fucking hilarious, mind (laughs) you. Like, again, first five minutes, fucking hilarious. And I'm like, dude... I am here for it. And then it just goes fucking just, it just keeps escalating to a point where I'm like, I don't think I can keep up with this movie. What are you doing? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. The movie. See, the thing is within the first five minutes, you understand the vibe of the movie and you're like, Oh wow, this is going to be a doozy. 
But the thing is, is it keeps topping itself. Like, eventually, craziness runs out. Eventually, you will reach a wall with whatever movie that you're making or watching where you go, okay, it's it's just going to downhill resolution from here. Oh, my God. No, not with fucking Zardoz. I, John Borman outdid himself in the sense where it's like, it keeps fucking escalating. It does not stop. And you are left sitting there running your hands through your hair going like, I genuinely don't know what they're going to do next. I wish I knew the logical next step, but logic doesn't apply here. Physics barely applies here. So, okay, sure. And the opening sequence, there's like a person introducing the film that was actually added at the request of the 20th Century Fox executives just so the just to like help the audience understand the movie and what they're getting themselves into. When, the, <laughs> when I'm siding with this, when I'm siding with the studio on these types of issues, I, I think that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's listeners. I want to tell you this right now. That intro with the the very very first thing you see which is this floating head that essentially goes i am the god i create i pulled the strings in this movie but someone pulled the strings in my movie it's like blah 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 who knows who am i you'll never know but you will goodbye that is coherent that is coherent in this movie that is the coherent part of the intro <laughs> if they if mr fucking borman got his wish the intro scene and i'm not going to exaggerate this listeners is a, a floating stone head that looks like a bust of George Washington with his mouth open, floats across the Irish highlands to a group of people in Speedos, says the phrase, the gun is good, the penises are evil, and throws guns and, guns and ammo at them, and then fucks off. <laughs> you, I, what? What the fuck? <laughs> what? what? I don't, you... How do you go from there? How do you go from there? Like that is that is the biggest G move I have I have ever seen. That the director kind of just went, I don't know, fucking figure it out, stupid. Like with that intro, that's a that is a what the fuck moment if I've ever seen one. Oh my god. And then you see just how over the top the acting is and how serious everyone is trying to be and you know just spouting like vague this like pseudo shakespearean dialect mixed with like wannabe hardcore like redditor philosoph philosophical speak being like quoting like nietzsche by saying he who fights too long the who he who fights too long against the dragons becomes a dragon himself and the voice of the turtle is heard in the land and you're like <laughs> Why is Sean Connery saying this in a speedo? What the fuck is going on? That's <laughs> one thing is the movie tries to wax poetic constantly, which is again you may sit there and think to yourself that sounds like a con if I've ever heard one. It's hilarious. It's annoying, but it's also really funny because it is these it is these people. It is either extraordinarily effeminate man which again that's not an issue just they're extraordinarily effeminate or a the most burly man you've ever seen in a, in a freaking crotch tight speedo just going like life is life is extraordinarily meaningless uh 
the dragon's turtles square back upon you with noodles in their eyes. And you're like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, man. You're like, this is actual nonsense that's coming out of your mouth. You're like, is this like an improv warm-up? Like, what's going yeah, on? Like, Dude, I was half expecting fucking zip zap zop in the corner with a couple of the apathetic people. But it's the 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 waxing poetic is such a exhaustive constant in this movie it is exhausting and and i'm gonna i'm that's also gonna lead me into my second what the fuck which is this movie its story is so fucking incoherent oh yeah in chunks it's it's got the whole overarching story. I couldn't tell you. It's so fucking incoherent. I genuinely don't know. But I understand the very small five-second portions of the movie where I'm like, that makes sense. I get what he's doing there. Or I get what she's doing there. The rest of it, I'm like, I don't know. There's a whole scene where they all just watch porn to see if John Connery gets an erection. That's an actual scene. And is it, are, are you like, oh my God, is this like a sexploitation thing? No, it's not. They're just genuinely curious. They're just like, eh, let's see what happens. It's a, no, it's a scientific study that they're doing, Mike. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. yeah that's the scientific it study, the scientific breakdown of Sean Connery's erection needs to be studied from now until the end of time, or at least when this movie takes place which is in like 250 years look okay all right all right that actually that actually you know what that leads me to something and this is probably the one pro i will give it and it's more of just a writing like pro than i will anything else it's creative yeah the movie is fucking creative (laughs) well dude it's it's creative in the sense that like it feels like the writer was like I have thing I have things to say about life, and they're like oh like well like what do you got like like what what parts of life? And he's like I have things to say about life, and in turn he was like I'm just gonna fucking shoot for the moon, and if I don't and if I miss I'm gonna land in the stars. But meanwhile he like collided into the sun and just to burned see. to a crisp. Exactly. It's like he just threw everything at us at quick succession. It's like very rarely in this movie do we have a quiet moment to like really absorb what is happening and understand and ask ourselves, Hmm, I do wonder what this is trying to say about our life and the human existence. Like in 2001, a space odyssey, but no, they're like, Sean Connery has a penis. Uh, here are the apathetics. Uh, here's some random old people that want to just start fighting people. Uh, this person wants to die. Um, this person's going to get aged five months or whatever. Like, I'm like, what is going on? What are you doing, movie? Why is Sean Connery yelling at a crystal? <laughs> you made me laugh so hard I fucking ripped ass. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hope I got that on <laughs> I swear to God, dude, it's just, dude, it's so funny. Even the quiet moments, what'll happen is it's just like, it will literally be a purposefully quiet moment. And it's not like, not like uh, they're purposefully quiet as in it's just a still shot of the lake or something like that. Hell no. It's, it's like an interrogation or something like that. And you're like, yeah, you're expecting an interrogation to be, I don't know, relatively quiet, not like silent, but yeah. No, they're not going to be screaming at each other. Oh, my God. Instead of you having a moment to yourself to go, oh, my God, what the fuck just happened? It is instead just 
the most insane, unhinged, sciencey words you've ever heard. It's like the the one YouTube video where it's the guy going, the turbo encabulator fabricates upon it. And you're like, this is not words. What you're just saying is, is it's just a string of thought that vaguely resembles science. Yeah, dude. And when they're talking about their society as well, it sounds like that. It's like the writer built out this whole society of people. And it's like, okay, here are the Eternals or whatever they're called. This, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. A race of immortal people. Here are the Renegades. Makes sense. Apathetics. What are they? Immortality. That's a thing. Magnets. How do they work? And it just keeps getting <laughs> stacked on top of each other. And I'm like, guys, do you even know what your goal with this movie <laughs> is? They got so wrapped up in their own world that they didn't even take a chance to, like, come up to breathe and give it to someone who doesn't, who has no idea what the hell is going on rel- mm-hmm. relative to this to the movie that's getting made. Like, I doubt John Borman, if he is, if he was married or is married, gave it to his wife and was just like, do I need to, do I sound like I need to be in, like, a ward or something like just just give me a quick check sanity check because i don't i don't think he did that because he would because there is some shit where it's genuinely like sean connery and one of the other immortals just sitting there talking to one another about life within like the the eternals little bubble Mm -hmm. and it is and you pay i paid attention and took notes and even i couldn't fucking grasp what they were talking about i was like all right sure sure dude i am so glad we switched up our format when we did because i have zero clue how i would Mm -hmm. properly be able to explain this movie to mike and also to the audience i'm so glad we changed up when we did because it just it just makes zero sense I this would've, one I would have been a broken man. This this would hurt. This would hurt. The other movies that were like super ADHD and you were like, oh my god, I was just like, I'm racing to type it down. I'm like, this would be so damn long and just just so incoherent. I I genuinely do not know how you would write it down. It's which I'm gonna okay. This leads me into another issue that I have regarding set ex- set explanations and scene setting. Mm-hmm. Some of the sciency stuff is so incoherent and silly looking. Like, yeah, because like, we got like people because we got people in like plastic bags that are like <laughs> supposed to be like new bodies or babies or. Some fucking thing. Why are there naked, grown people in vacuum-sealed bags in a stone head floating across the Irish plains? That's the question I want to fucking ask. I will say, because of, like, the locations they shoot at, it really does feel, like, big and sprawling and Mm -hmm. kind of... It feels like big budget without actually being big budget. You just went to Ireland and filmed there, which it does look pretty cool. Yeah, it's exactly. There's there are certain like sweeping shots and grandiose sort of sort of bombastic displays that make you go like, oh wow, this is really interesting. That's actually kind of a cool shot, admittedly. Like taking away all of the complete what the fuck factor in the first mm-hmm. minute, where it's like 
a big sweeping like Irish plain side and they're like warriors running down a hill or something like that. Like that's a really good shot. Genuinely, no matter which way you slice it, when you throw a fucking floating stone head in the center, that's going to take away from the shot. That's going to be- no, 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 listen, any shot in any movie can be improved with a floating stone head. Like, ti- like Titanic, like Titanic. It's just the there's right behind Leo. Boom! Just a floating stone head about to collide into the Titanic. Exactly, exactly. It's just the stone head just sits there and just rams itself in the stone head. Oh God! But yeah, the technical aspects of this movie, again, despite you know us making fun of how fucking weird this movie is, the technical aspects are very good. Like I'd say for the most part. Because there are some parts of this movie where I've explained, I don't know if I've explained this before. I talked about it. I mentioned it earlier, but there's a thing where you put Vaseline on the lens of a camera, which, you know, is, it's a normal practice. It like helps soften up the look, but it feels like with some of these shots that somebody just like stuck their whole fist into a can of, va- into like a jar of Vaseline and just covered it on the lens because things look just so smudgy i'm specifically talking about one scene when it's like sean connery outside talking to one of the one of the girl one of the people that's keeping him captive yeah yeah absolutely no it's it it definitely i understand i know the the effect that you're talking about it creates that smearing sort of blur which Mm -hmm. is really kind of (laughs) cool one problem is this again yeah this movie does look like the director just smeared Vicks over it like just a thick ass layer because there are some shots where you're kind of sitting there squinting your eyes going like what what are they doing is that is he on a horse is that is he is he indoors what what the hell's the horse doing inside the house <laughs> well dude the last part of this movie it's so trippy as yeah, well when yeah. he's it's like underwater i'm not want, i'm not gonna i'll just say house of mirrors and that part i will say like that i'm like okay that looks pretty cool it's trippy as fuck do i know what's going on no no i don't but i'm here and visually i'm like nice yeah yeah there is i will say there are certain effects that the movie implements that i really sat there and was kind of like you know what hats off even if it's like not the most difficult effect to like mm-hmm. pull off still Credit where credit's due. It, the movie does it in a way that looks kind of interesting. Like, there's one where Sean Connery and, like, his little, like, band of people are, like, busting out of this area as, like, people are coming to, like, kill him. And it's, like, a reverse shot of Sean Connery, like, just just force powers because they have those in this movie. Um, force powers shoving people out of the way and they do it obviously in reverse and I'm like oh you know what that is kind of a cool shot it may it may just be kind of silly given the circumstances but I'm like it's still a cool shot so well Mike man was there anything else that you wanted to touch on because I know we we're going to be spending a lot of time on spoilers because there is a lot of there's stuff with this movie oh we got we gotta we gotta speak about Zardoz (laughs) Well, dude, man, I'm just going to give my overall opinions now. Uh, This is one of those movies, again, I cannot say it's good. I cannot say it's bad. It's just weird. It feels like they wanted to take so many ideas, put it on paper, and wanted to make commentary about the nature of the universe, but it does it in just such a weird, shitty, somewhat good, I don't know, way. In, In short, big ideas, like, could have been better execution, 
I think this could probably be like a movie three and, you know, like, just let me know what your experience is with this. Cause I want to know if you understand it when you are just like three sheets to the wind, super drunk. If you want a total ADHD, what the fuck experience pair this movie with ice pirates, do a double feature. I, I would say I would actually go in the opposite freaking direction. I would go in the opposite direction. You should be damn near sober. This is a movie one. I want your ass to be sober, drinking in whatever the fuck they're saying. And again, remember, by the time they get to the really like crazy philosophy, effectsy sort of stuff, you're already going to be decently, decently there. So you, by the time they get into the deep stuff, you're going to be like. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Sure. <laughs> Makes sense to me. Like, so I, I agree. Pair this with Ice Pirates because, oh my God, you're going to need a nap after that. But <laughs> I would Good say luck. do this first. Do this first. Good fucking luck. All right, guys. We're going to be getting on to the spoiler section. So go check out Zardoz, then come back and let's let's just talk about it. Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz, baby. Dude, that is it me or is that just so dumb? It's so fucking Z- stupid. Zardoz, Wizard of like, I saw it and I was like, oh, come on. They didn't know. Yeah, oh, exactly. Fuck. It's again, it's the very dumb version of the usual suspects thing where it's all the stuff gets pieced together at the very end where you go like, oh, shit. It's but Zardoz? Zardoz. What the fuck? It's such a dumb freaking plot device. And it doesn't even... My favorite thing is they don't actually... Because Arthur Frayne is supposed to be like the 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 puppet master who led Sean Connery's character to the entire, you know, situation. The fact that there is nothing that plays off of Wizard of Oz outside of merely the fact that it's got Zardoz in it. I feel like it's such a lazy missed opportunity. Like they could totally do where it's like Arthur Frayne was literally picking everything mm-hmm. as if it was Wizard of Oz. Because I'm like, oh, that would be kind of cool. But like he just they just went in a weird ass direction by going like, cool, Zar- Zardoz, Wizard of Oz, perfect, done, moving on. It's like you're like, oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I guess there's a little bit of that, like, oh, you know, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain, like pay no attention to the, maybe they just thought Zardoz was the floating head. There but feels then, so, such a cop out, though. Feels but like then why such did, a cop out. But then it doesn't make any sense when you have the floating head of Arthur Frayne talking to the audience at the beginning. And I'm like, okay, was John Borman onto something? Maybe, I don't know, part of me really doesn't want to give him credit because of how fucking weird this movie is. <laughs> I don't really want to give him credit because I, I feel like I feel like this movie attempts a shit ton at being intelligent. And I feel like it almost wears the skin of an intelligent movie. Like, it feels mm-hmm. like the movie is trying to pass off itself as this very big poetry sort of movie. When it is dumb as a freaking sack of potatoes... It is, mm-hmm. it is just, it is just horny man gains consciousness, goes into place where horny is no longer a thing. And then he goes, and then he brings horny to them. There you go. That's the movie. It's like, Dude, I mean, do, doesn't that sound like, a, doesn't that just sound like a Saturday night? 
That's exactly. You know what? It's bring a horny to a place of no horny. <laughs> Get naked in a church. Ooh, you said it, not me. <laughs> I know. I just, I'm just sitting there, just sitting there putting it together, and I went, yeah. <laughs> Well, dude, and this movie also has a shit ton of plot holes. For instance, oh, we were talking Lord. of Zardoz. How does Zardoz live after getting shot out of a floating head? Why does Zed have a photographic memory? If he can remember and read everything, how come he didn't remember Zardoz in the library? Or was it because he was wearing a mask? I I don't know. And then we also yeah. have freaking confusing character motivations. Like, friend, which... That's a that's a fucking name name for a character. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I I I I hated him and his like motivations. His motivations were so fucking out of nowhere because it just felt like all he did was bitch and moan about how everyone was just cogs in the machine, man. It's kind of like the kid who goes to NYU whose parents are like top billing lawyers and was just like. This place is fucked, man. Late stage capitalism is really getting to you. I'm like, you shut the fuck up. You benefited. Go to hell. Like, it's it just feels very weird and disingenuous. And all he does is sort of whine. And then what happens is, is he hates Sean Connery's character. He hates Sean Connery's character. And then suddenly, after he gets turned into an old guy... And senile, he's suddenly like, you know what? That guy's the bee's freaking knees. Let's bring it in, baby. Like, it and like, feels why, so odd. Why did they age him? It was like, because he, he didn't want to do second level meditation. He was like, that I was don't want so to. And, funny. and then, and then just, it was like all just a bunch of people just so like fucking doing jet, like waving their magical fingers at him and like shaking his head. And then like, he's just got his like face on a table and is all of a sudden an old man. Like that makes z what they gave am I him? just too? Am I am I not on the level of the people who understand this movie? You, you're not. It's it's you know what? In order to understand Zardoz, you need to have a master's in quantum physics, and even then, it's going to be a little bit big for you. It's like old school Rick and Morty fans, like OG Rick and Morty fans, watch Zardoz first and just get they watch it in reverse and understand it. Exactly, exactly. They're like, hmm. Yeah, it's the loss of it's the loss of power, <laughs> and and a man who just just call, gets the call to the wild. <laughs> and speaking of the call of the wild, let's talk about erections. Uh, yeah, does <laughs> Consuela just fall in love with Zed because Zed what just gets a hard on look? Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? What is could? Why the hell is Consuela the love interest? Why the absolute ever loving? Fuck is Consuela the love? Consuela hates Zed the entire movie, and then by the end of it, she's like, "I'm wrong, and my bra is on the floor." And he's like, "And she's like, whoa, that was a change of heart, Jesus!" Like, well, because it felt like at the beginning that they were trying to set up May as the love interest or the other scientist. Yeah, that's what I was like. I was like, okay, she's gonna fall in love with them. She's gonna help them out, save them, blah blah. And then she, then Zed's like, "Get out of here, it's safe." And she's like, "Man," and I'm like, "What the fuck? Wait, who, who's the love interest then?" And then in my head, I gave the movie credit and went. Oh, is it going to be like a no love interest sort of thing? Like he lets his love interest like go out and save herself and continue society in a world that's uncaring. Nope, nope, just Consuela. You're like, oh, okay. The one who hated him? All right. 
yeah, I don't know. I didn't know that they had any chemistry uh, because of just the way that they were, the way that Sean Connery just acts in this movie is like he's just trying to like hold in a fart, like and really focus and trying to hold in a fart. And then Consuela just like, I don't know, is and they're all trying to like keep the same facial expression so they don't show any emotion. It, but in that case, I can't understand what the fuck they're doing. It's like it's like Sean Connery is holding in the fart of the century. And and Consuela the entire time is just hitting him with the John Gotti stare for that Travolta's doing. And it's just it's just, it's so weird because there's zero chemistry between them. They're both making the weird face at each other. And she there's even a scene where she is staring at Sean Connery's freaking just just dung. Just just at just at the ready. And there is I wanna tell you, there's no tension. There's no tension. You're not like, ooh, I could cut the tension with a knife. You're like, I could cut the tension with a wet with a wet paper mache spoon. Like, good lord. It's just well, if you're, I feel like if you're going to use the male erection to make a comment on something, have it make sense. Like, this movie just mentions it and doesn't really try to, like, it's, do anything with it. It's just like, yep, that's a penis. Okay, it, it, moving on. It, it, feels like, it feels like the movie is making a real hardcore attempt at, like, trying to, trying to sit there and sort of push this idea of, like, oh human sexuality it's really we treat this as this like we push it away as this thing that suppresses it or some you know one of those big thinky sort of like we treat the penis bad but the penis really good sort of ideas but it's but it doesn't do that it kind of just goes here's a penis <laughs> like okay all right same way same way they do like with immortality it's just like yep here a race of immortal people and then when you're th- when they have a moment to make a statement about about the nature of immortality it just turns into the ending of this movie which is just a mass suicide <sighs> right after a mass orgy so that was actually a really good segue on my part <laughs> and just it, and when you have shots of people just running towards masked soldiers with their hands up just begging for death while there's just a bunch of naked people lying around it's just it's so funny it's like, from it's from how was this not a comedy it's from Back shots to gunshots. It oh is just, it is, you literally are seeing these people just, and I'm telling you, listeners, I was not lying earlier in this point when I was saying clap and shakes because there is a moment when Sean Connery gives the apathetic people, like, I don't know, empathy and like sympathy and all the puthies because yeah, he kiss he kisses one of them. What yeah. the fuck? And as a result, he you just what happens? You're like, oh, okay, cool, because they feel again, and you're like, oh, so the immortals are back, blah blah blah. And then he just cuts in the field, and they're just just clapping cheeks, and you're like, you're like, whoa, they really gained a lot of emotions real fast. You're like, Jesus. And then on top of that, you like frame perfect after they're all sitting there just like kill me i crave death and i'm like that post clarity is coming in hard dude when and when everybody's like getting like killed getting the dead i don't know if you noticed this i was watching it before we recorded again 
there's just like these random three old dudes in the background playing a violin, a saxophone, and a clarinet as these soldiers in speedo and thigh high boots just come in and just fucking kill people. It's so what I I love. Well, also my favorite thing is the movie. I feel like the movie the movie at this very end is trying to do this big bombastic like crescendo where it's like the 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 brutes have stormed into the vortex and are like killing everybody and the immortals because they can finally die are like yes yes i crave the embrace of death and it feels like it's the movie's trying to tee itself up for this big freaking like punch in the gut like yeah sort of moment Mm -hmm. what fucking happens is you just see these people die after getting their cheeks clapped, so it's already kind of silly. But what happens is when you see people like Friend and like the other like speaking role immortal characters, the, what happens is they'll sit there and hold each other and talk and be like, I love you. I'll never forget you. You're really close to me. Mid-conversation, the brutes will just come in and just cap them. Like, it's so weird because it's friend and another person sitting there going, like, I love you. Kiss me. And he's just like, and just and the guy will go like go like, wow, I really can sit bam. And he just gets killed. And you're like, whoa, man. You're like, we couldn't do the we couldn't do the uh the thing where it's like they kiss and then die. Like, it's gotta just be immediate. And I feel like some scholars would try to like say like, well, this is actually commentary on the innate nature of how quickly people are done. I'm just like, dude, I feel like with this movie, they could I could just literally sit here and say, why does this movie comment on X or whatever? And it would make perfect sense. Sean Connery literally gets the entire knowledge of the known universe downloaded just directly into his brain that's that is some that is some rick and morty shit right there he gets he literally okay he literally gets a flash drive injection of the world's knowledge wakes up has has beef with a diamond and then walks out and is just like guess who's big cheese around here now bitches (laughs) and then the big reveal at the end where like the old people were actually middle aged, and they didn't. They w- didn't want to, you know. They gave up their their sanity, so they rest of the people living could live in immortality, so they could not destroy the tabernacle crystal. I don't, uh, Mike. I don't know. I this, don't get I, it. I don't understand. Why is Sean Connery trying to fight a rock? It's- what the fuck? You you know, down in history, there are always going to be big, like, like enemies, you know, Leatherface, Hal, the Xenomorph, (laughs) the Rock from Zardoz, the Crystal. Just let's call it the crystal, just to not to be confused actually. Yeah, with no, it's not Dwayne rock. Johnson. You just see a baby Dwayne Johnson, just like mm, I'm glad no, you're he, here, Sean. He just picks it up, and it's just the head of Dwayne Johnson, just saying, "Shut up, bitch." Exactly. Anytime Sean Sean Connery just holds up and is like, "I know more things than you." It and he's doesn't like, Shut matter up, who. <laughs> well, dude, let's talk about the ending really quickly. Uh, Zed and Consuela have a son and just 
sit there for the rest of time <laughs> as the sun ages and then just walks away. Love that. I love that. It's, the ending is so freaking like over the top. Like, you know, when you hear Oliver Stone movie, like, uh, like uh, Platoon and stuff like that, you're like, whoa. Like, it's going to be grandiose, it's going to be big, it's going to be over the top, but it's going to be compelling and really, like, hit mm-hmm. you in your center. This is like if an idiot watched an Oliver Stone and was just like, yeah, it's going to hit, man. <laughs> and it's just like this, and what's supposed to be this, like, commentary on life and continuing your life and continuing your life vicariously through someone else and allowing yourself to pass on. It's just overtaken by just this weird thing where it's you're just kind of like awkwardly watching them get old people makeup get put on them until they just get replaced with skeletons. And you're like, oh, okay. Well, dude, apparently this scene had to be done three times because the first time the film was damaged by in, in the lab, the second time a studio helper accidentally exposed the negatives to sunlight, which you're not supposed to do, and... Sean Connery, I I think he was about to, like, kill him because he was just so pissed because he just hated having to sit there and have all this makeup put on him as he just doesn't move. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. that's fair. Yeah, that makes sense. Wearing prosthetics is never anyone's favorite thing. Like, it's no one's like, no one's like, oh, goody, four hours of makeup. Like, it's no, you're kind of like, oh, shit. Okay, so. Yeah, it makes fucking sense. Like, Sean Connery's kind of mad. He had to do it three separate times. <laughs> well, Mike, man, this is a freaking wild movie. Was there anything else that you wanted to touch on? Nothing. Watch Zardoz. Oh, my God. It's normally there isn't this call to action from me. I'm kind of like, oh, do what you want. Y'all experience Zardoz. Grab four of your friends. Be either shit housed. Or be stone sober. Either one will work. And watch Zardoz. Drink drink every time you say, what the fuck? Every yeah. time you have a little bit of confusion, drink. Drink for con- drink every time you're confused. That's the only rule you need. You're good. <laughs> and drink every time uh, Sean Connery gives you a little bit of a half chub watching this movie. I know Mike was telling me it gave Absolutely. him you know, just a raging hard on. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. We both talked about Burt Reynolds, man. That dude's an icon. You think Sean Connery's any different? <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Messed Up at Midnight podcast. Go follow us Instagram, X, YouTube. You guys know the deal. Stay up to date with what we got going on. And uh, praise be to Zardoz. Mike, do you have anything else that, that you want to add? I wish I was Sean Connery's thong. <laughs> What the fuck? Yeah, I said, dude, I I don't know. This movie broke me, man. I'm just trying to think of something. We're going to get to normal shit next week. Hopefully, man. Like, this has been a very weird movie. I think we just need, like, some normal, regular, like, regularly bad, real-world movies. Yeah, we need regularly scheduled programming, man. Jesus Christ. (laughs) All right, guys, we'll see y'all next week. See you next week, everybody.